gentlemen, welcome back to week three of Five Live. I'm your co-host, Ben Goodfriend. I'm Alec L. What's up? Topic number one. Mike Tirico, beloved host of NBC Sports, claims he isn't black. Malik, what do you think? You sound like you're shocked. Like, look at him. Does he look black to you? Yes. So this dude, he, th- he looks black to you? Yes. And when you put our faces next to each other, you're saying, I look black too. Yeah, yeah, you're black. And if you were to put me, him, and Shaquille O'Neal all next to each other, you think we're all black. Yeah. Says a lot about society, Ben. And I really just, I, I really thought we were better friends than that, but it's cool. Dude, are you not black? No, look at me. So you and Mike Tirico both just have this reverse Rachel Dolezal thing going on. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> All right, oh. you got me there. Maybe, maybe I might be a little black. He's just a little black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's like Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal was a white woman who wanted to convince the world she was black, and you and Mike Tirico are black guys who want to convince the world you're white, but haven't been able to do so <laughs> Listen, successfully. Rachel Dolezal is a black queen. Okay, I don't appreciate you talking about her like this, dude. Say something again. I will get off this Zoom call. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal is about as white as a saltine cracker. on the beach baking on the beach that's getting drier but it's not getting more tan in the middle of brooklyn in the middle of brooklyn the white part of brooklyn (laughs) dumbo (laughs) dumbo literally (laughs) it's all white it's all white it's all white folks (laughs) topic number two religion malik you're muslim i'm jewish and wait yeah, you, you, you didn't know that I was Jewish. In my hands, I did have a Zen. Thirteen hours till I land. Have me out like a light, like a light, like a light. Slept through the. Is there anything wrong with that? I mean, no, there's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the word wrong. Okay, I wouldn't. Bro, you saw what happened to Nick Cannon. We control the industry. <laughs> you know it. I'm just playing. I'm just Never playing. mind. You got it. You got it. You got it. I'm just kidding, man. All I'm saying is, look, there have been a lot of problems in the Middle East recently, as always. You and I are, you know, two friends, uh, a Muslim and a Jew. And it's a topic that we should discuss in broader terms sometimes instead of just focusing on the last place to get bombed. So when you look at the three main monotheistic Abrahamic religions, in addition to Judaism and Islam, we have Christianity. And at the center of Christianity, we have this figure, this prophet, Jesus Christ. But one thing that modern Christianity never seems to take into account is the fact that Jesus was a black communist rabbi. Yep. If you read the descriptions of Jesus in the Bible, he had coarse hair, dark skin, dark eyes, dark feature. He sounded like he was black or at least a dark-skinned arab dude and his teachings sound a lot more like those of Karl marx than we're willing to admit reappropriate money to support poor people 
help them, do charity. It's, it's sinful to be greedy and have too much. He would not have been a fan of capitalism. And finally, I mean, yes, Jesus deviated from many of the Jewish foundational principles at his time, but he was a rabbi. He was a religious scholar and leader coming out of Judaism as a sect. He was a black communist rabbi. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude disappeared for three whole days and I ain't tell nobody. So he was definitely black. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely black. And now, I mean, look, we have a lot, not all to be clear, but we have a lot of religious movements, specifically Christian movements in the United States that house their white supremacy and their exclusion and their elitism in this figure of Jesus Christ as a white person. But yeah. he was a black communist Jew. Topic number three, something that representatives from all religions can agree is sinful, the McRib. It's back. And folks, I got to say, there's been a lot of false advertising out there because I ate that shit and it assaulted my senses and my body from the inside out. I mean, I didn't even know that you could get diabetes inside your intestines. Did you know that, Alec? Um. Listen, there's a reason why pigs are head on. They, they, they give it to you once a year for a reason. Like if it was healthy, it'd be, if it was, if it couldn't kill you, it'd be on the, it'd be on the menu all year round. Like they're like, all right, we can't give this to them all year round because they will die. Let's give it to them like two months out of the year and keep it pushing. Like here's my theory. You want to know my theory? Donald's. My theory, you ate monkey meat. I did, bro. I ate monkey meat me up real bad. But here's my big picture theory. McDonald's okay. is giving us a meat vaccine. They're giving us once a year the craziest meat that anybody can make so that for the rest of the year, none of their other shit that's bad but not as bad, it won't get you sick. They're preparing your immune system for regular Big Macs by giving you the McRib meat vaccine. Dude, uh, I just feel like you're not holding yourself accountable enough for eating monkey meat. All right, bro. I had it twice. Okay. <laughs> I know it. It's like it's first, like heroin. <laughs> the first step to addiction is admitting you have a problem. But yeah, no. you know, I I feel like I feel like McDonald's like McDonald's is weird because I you have this really weird relationship with it. Where like, oh, McDonald's sounds nice right now. Let me go get McDonald's. Let me go get McDonald's. Let me go. Let me go get McDonald's. And you're in the drive-through line. You're like, I'm getting McDonald's. I'm getting McDonald's. I'm getting McDonald's. I'm getting McDonald's. You get it. You eat the fries. You eat more fries. You eat more fries. And then you're like, Why the fuck did I get McDonald's? Yeah. After the shit hits your stomach. And then you have some of that post McDonald's clarity. Yeah, it's worse than post nut clarity. You're just sitting yeah. there, you and your 2003 Toyota Corolla. Yeah. And all you have is the mirror and the crumbs and the few fries that fell down the side of the seat. And you just wonder where it all went wrong. Just sitting there apologizing to Joe Rogan for eating such low quality meat. <laughs> Man, low, Joe Rogan is low quality meat. Nah, that's my guy. He's, he's pretty dope. I just. Topic number four, Wiz Khalifa kissing his son and getting a lot of backlash over it. Malik, what, what's that all about? Um, you know, I think it's bullshit. Like, 
just to just to be as honest as I can. I don't really like the whole let's let's bash a man and his son publicly for clicks spiel. Um, especially with the way the media framed it. Uh, if you look at the picture, it looks like there's kissing like sensually, obviously, because if you do that to any kiss, that's how it'll look. Right. Just and freeze it. These, yeah. For these website publications to 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 post something like that just to gain ad revenue off the clicks seem it speaks to a, a broader sense of like the the information revolution that we've been undergoing like it's totally just because you have access to information doesn't mean that it's always good and it really just adds to the noise especially especially when you see a, a black person doing something positive or trying to be there for being a good son. father yeah i just think it's really it's really counterintuitive especially to to with the whole dominant narrative out there that we're not good fathers are there like i just feel like then you see one and the first thing you do especially with these white owned media publications bash the dude yeah man i mean it's all connected too right like they get your eyeballs with this crazy wiz khalifa kissing a son headline and then that's where they sell you the mcrib and then that's where they get in your belly. They get in your belly and they mess it all up, man. Then, dude, what do we say about accountability? You, you got, you got marketed to. They, they, they called you not once but twice. See, if it was once, it could have been a mistake. But twice, that was a life choice, and you made that. You made that decision. You put that McRib in your body. Aren't you Jewish? I am. Crazy. And I still ate the McRib. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hashem. They marketed it to me all over the internet. <laughs> I had to eat it, Hashem. <laughs> Listen, man. If, Benjamin, if I, it, this is me, Hashem. It's okay that you ate the McRib. That shit is dank. Even <laughs> man, if I ate the McRib, man, like... I feel like my, my, my mom would cut off my hands. Yeah, bro. My ass would cut off my face. Topic number five. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris named the time people of the year. But Malik, that's not what we're interested in. No, we're interested in one of the nominees who didn't realize that final honor. And this nominee was Racial Justice Movement. Although Racial Justice Movement has a name, and his name is George Floyd, and her name is Breonna Taylor. Yet for some strange reason, even though say his name, say her name, say their names was the refrain of this summer, was the refrain of this movement, Time News couldn't get it the together and say their names. What's wrong with this? It, it just shows what's truly, like, it, it shows what's truly wrong in this country. It, it, it all boils down to um, just one being performative and two generating money mm. and figuring out how those two can intertwine because if you can the news itself is already a divisive machine mm-hmm. and if you can further push that divisive agenda and profit off of it right. you can pretend to care about this group of people that you really don't give a shit about and that you Back. consistently push negative news on and you can consistently frame as enemies of society you can you can you can make it seem like 
you you care about these people like and it's like whether it was the 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 solid black pictures on 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 where, where everyone was like i hear you i see you and all that bullshit or whether it's people just going to going to 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 protest to, to flex their white savior complexes it, it was all just extremely performative to the point where it was kind of cringe for me as a black guy and i hate how the media didn't actually try to play their play a real true part because you know these these outlets are owned by 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 billionaires and so they don't really want to see true change because that would threaten the actual structure they have set up to keep them in power every piece of news that we watch on cable tv is owned by AT&T through CNN Comcast through MSNBC and NBC Fox and that Australian who owns that network it's all owned by the same people so that's all the time we have for episode three sorry to leave you guys on such a serious note but we live in a serious time and up next we have Sunday Night Football hosted by Racial Justice Movement I'm in the vacuum, Vegas, put my clothes in the vacuum.